Welcome to the teaching ministry of The Cause Church. We pray you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Amen. Come on, we remain standing. Why don't we just lift up our hands to the Lord and allow me just to pray for you. You know, Psalm 121 verse 1 says, I lifted up my eyes to the mountains, to the Lord, because this is where my help comes from. It comes from the Maker of heaven and earth. And I love that the Psalmist said that he would lift his eyes to the Lord because this is where his help comes from. Where did his help come from? the maker of heaven and earth. It tells me He's big, His God is big. So today, I wonder what your miracle is. I wonder what you need to lift to God today. Maybe it is your finances. Maybe 2024. Maybe you need a new job, a pay increase. Something has to turn for you. God's hand is not too short to do the thing that is required in your life. My goodness, He's the maker of heaven and earth. Maybe, maybe it's depression, anxiety, worry over your life. The Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed. He can set you free today. Or maybe it is cancer. Maybe the doctors have said this is your forever. It's simply not true. The Bible says by His stripes we are healed. And so we lift, knowing something's going to turn. I was up early this morning, 3 a.m., praying for the service. And I felt like the Lord said to me, there are numerous people who have said, I cannot have another year like 2023. That something has to shift for me, for my family. Something has to turn. Well, I want to tell you that the difference is our ability to lift, to come close to Him. So we thank God that we don't have to wait to the end of the service, that God can move right here, right now. We honour you and we give you praise in Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, course. Let's give God a big, big clap and thank Him. Isn't He good? Come on, you could do better than that. Come on. Come on, 11.30. You're on fire. Amen. Bless you. Have a seat. Say, I, I like Pastor John and Jenny. Just say that. Say, I like John and Jenny. They're the, they're the nicest. January the 7th. That's the, that's the truth of it. And, um, you know, um, you know, John said that I'm his best friend and ministry was very, very kind. I, I ring John all the time. I feel like I'm annoying him because he never calls me back hardly, like, like hardly ever does anything like that. But, you know, who, who, who knows that in cause church, you can be a little bit naughty. A little bit naughty. God doesn't give you a brain transplant. Um, he still uses your humour. I'm, I'm amazed that God still... Uh, uses me even though I'm funny. Um, I am married. Uh, you'll be, some, some will be very disappointed about that, but um, 
I am married to Janine. She put a ring on my finger and said, no. So when I hold the microphone, people know that I'm actually married. So people are like, is he married? Is he married? Yes, I'm married. And that's the truth. I've got uh, two boys, Samuel and Jonathan. Jonathan, who is 18, is coming with Janine on Wednesday night to church. And, um, and he's going to go to Bible college for two years in Portland. And I am praying that he will marry uh, an American. And, um, and my prayer is that he would marry um, somebody from the Cause Community Church because that would solidify our relationship even further. And we'd be like family then. We'd be like Cause family. And um, I've got a, I got a photo of John. Just to, just to, okay. Can you see that on the, on the thing? Go, go, go. So we are taking resumes Wednesday night, 18-year-old. He's the age group champion for swimming at his school. Uh, and he went to like, like our nationals. And um, he's phenomenal at basketball. They won their, their, their league. They played in the adult competition and they won. And um, what else can I say about him? He prophesies. He drives out demons. And, um, and, he, and his dad's me. So like, that's like tick, tick, tick. So come and with resume... Um, and we'll just see what happens. Amen. Listen, on Wednesday night, just by the way, Janine is going to be here. I would love you. I would love you to come. Bring friends, family. It's going to be a powerful, powerful night. But on the same night, I'm going to be speaking to the youth. And we, I've been the youth leader in my church for the last 18 months. We didn't have a youth leader, so I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And we just had a, a youth camp. It was phenomenal. In one of the services, there was not one person standing. They're all slain in the spirit. They've been prophesied over. We're believing that Wednesday night is going to be an encounter night for our young people. Parents, come, bring your young people to service. Stay in service. Be ministered to by Janine, knowing that your children are going to be touched by God. And I thank God for Chris. Chris doing a phenomenal job. Come on, let's give Chris a big hand with the young people. I just want to just say, uh, 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 um, I just want to honor Pastor Sherry for a, a, a little while because she, she, in, in ministry, you're not allowed to have favorites, but Sherry definitely is one of our favorites. And um, always when I was stuck or needed marriage counseling, I would, um, John would arrange some time with Pastor Bob. And Pastor Bob and I would have lunch, and I'd say, Bob, what's happening? And he'd say, well, just say sorry quicker. And I'd go, okay, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Pastor. thanks Pastor Bob. That's great advice. And um, i try it every now and then, Sherry. The, the honest truth, the other day I did something wrong, and I said, I'm so sorry. And she said, you don't even mean that. And I, said, <laughs> and I was thinking, but, but Pastor Bob told me that's what I, what I should do. But you know what? Sh Sherry... Sherry is the heart of this church and has been for a long, long time. And I, I love Sherry. And I, I sat down with her two minutes ago. I said, Sherry, I, I, Pastor Sherry, I need wisdom. And, and she gave it to me straight away. And I was like, okay, that's the Lord. I'm, go, I'm going. And, uh, but you know what? This church is growing. It's, it's growing. And the reason it's growing is because of the foundation that it's had and the, and the great leadership that it's got even going forward. And the greatest days are ahead. And I know that the 11.30 is going to turn into 12. It's going to be 12. 
That's like, that's like a lunch challenge. Have you thought about that? It's like, well, you can bring a snack to church. And, I, and part, of, part of the things that I want to talk, talk about is this. 2024 is about us having hunger for him. It's actually putting him first and, and creating a space for him. You know, a part of, part of my story is, and a lot of people will know because I've been here so many times, but at the age of 13 to 18, having had leukemia f- uh, for five years of my life, it's, it's, it's a big moment in a young boy's life. And I s- skipped through a lot just by saying that. It was horrific. And uh, at the age of 15, um, I got invited to a youth group and I was in remission at the time. And um, a pretty girl asked me, so I, I went, of course. And, but after a while, um, the pastor said, do you want to become a Christian? I said, well, not really, because I go to Mass. And he said, well, just because you go to church, just because you go to McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger. Just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. I was like, oh, okay. But anyway, he said, um, have you ever sinned? And I was, we kind of talked about that for a bit. But the point of the whole conversation, what I'm trying to say is, I invited Christ into my life that night and it changed my world. I didn't understand the enormity of the prayer, but the prayer had power. See, if I, if I realized how powerful it was, <laughs> wow, I would have done that way earlier. But that prayer <sighs> changed my life. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always amazed that one prayer, you're not going to heaven you're not in a relationship with God, a prayer later, whew, you now you are. That's power. Like your eternity. The one minute you're in a wheelchair and now you're walking out of a wheelchair, it blows my mind every time. I go, how can that happen? That's power. Prayer has power. We've forgotten that prayer has power as a church. I tell my church, you've forgotten. Because if we knew that prayer had power, we would, be, we, would, we would run to the front. You'd be at the prayer meeting early. I'm going to be, we've got a prayer meeting on Monday morning, tomorrow morning. I'm, going, I'm coming. Because I know that prayer has got power. And I don't, I don't just pray just on a Sunday. I'm praying every day for my children, for, for my life, for my church, for things like that. You say, well, you know, I, 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 I believe that Prayer has power. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you did, if you did, the prayer meetings would be full. If, if you really believed it, you wouldn't be at church every second week. You'd be at church every week. But we, t- we, d- we, we decide about church on the weather, whether we're coming. And then you're trying to fight the devil and you can't even fight the weather? You're crazy. You're trying to fight the devil, but you can't even fight the weather. Please. I said in the last service, who sold you the lie that prayer has not got power? Let me put it this way. Who bewitched you? So I'm not bewitched. Tell me, tell me, if I was to look at your schedule, 
Your daily schedule, I could see your priorities. If I was to look at your week, I could see your priorities. And if prayer wasn't on there, you don't believe what the psalmist said. I lifted up my eyes to the Lord, to the mountains, because this is where my help comes from. And then he says the most powerful statement you're ever going to believe, the maker of heaven and earth. If we knew who we're praying to, my gosh. I'm prophesying, Junior. Imagine if we had 100 men, Monday morning prayer meeting. Game changer. Game changer. Somebody, turn your alarm clock on. Turn the alarm clock on. Bang, I'm up. Of course you don't feel happy. But it doesn't matter. Your feelings are submitted to God. You walk into that room, lift your holy hands, pray for your children, pray for your wife, pray for your business, pray for your church, pray for your neighbour. You're lifting your hands to the Maker of heaven and earth. Everything is going to turn. Everything is, how? How is your 2024 going to be different if you're not going to shift something in your life? Pastor John's not calling a prayer meeting just because it feels good. He's doing it because he's a good shepherd. And he's saying, come into the house of God. Come into the house of miracles. The truth is, as a pastor, as a leader, we're prophesying here today because if I could live for you, I would do it. Part of my job as the minister is to And you're stuck. And we're trying to get you to lift your eyes to God because actually this is where your help comes from. This church is the house of miracles for your children on Wednesday night, for you on Wednesday night, for you here today lifting your hands to God. Your 2023 is not going to be repeated if you can shift your life. Something has to turn. Your legs, your legs have to turn up. You have to tell your legs, I'm, I'm, I'm turning up. And when you come to the prayer meeting, bang, everything changes. How is it? The one minute you're not walking with God, you're not even going to heaven, a prayer later, your whole e eternity has changed. One minute you've got cancer and now you're healed. Here, my life, the doctors, five years of cancer, they come and pray for me. My Catholic priest comes, gives me my last rites, preparing me for burial. Who knows, that's a flat out bad day. A few hours later, my youth pastor's holding a big Bible, walking, smiling. So we've got a word from God. This is not going to lead to death. We're going to pray for you, Andrew. I could have said to them, get out. Why get my hopes up after five years? Everybody's already told me I'm dying. Why are you saying I'm going to believe? Where was the miracle for me? Even in the, in the fact that I didn't know that God could do it, I didn't know that... The, Prayer had power, but the fact that I allowed them to pray for me, even in my disbelief, 
was enough faith for God to do what He needed to do. I call it like a whiff of faith, a sniff, a seed of faith. God helped me in my unbelief. Something happened in my life. I don't think that God's gonna heal people. I know He's gonna heal people because God healed me. It's a different kind of faith, a cheekiness, a belief that is deep inside my bones. God formed it inside me for five years. I had to fight that demon called cancer and death. And I won, I conquered that thing. And and as a church, we're here to fight for you. And you're here to fight for your family and your friends and your colleagues. This church is not just for you, but it's for them. Mm. I haven't even started preaching yet. But I just wanna say this. This verse, it says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We're to be hungry for God. And Acts 1.8, it said, by my spirit, hungry to receive and to know the Holy Spirit. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. Something is gonna change for us as we create an appetite for God. The Bible talks about hungering and thirsting for Him, for righteousness. I don't know if you've ever been hungry. I have been extremely hungry. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Every four hours, I'm extremely hungry. (laughs) But are you hungry for God? Can something change for you in 2024? Is there a desire inside your spirit that is saying, you know what, I'm hungry. Something's gonna turn. I'm gonna speak to my legs and tell them to get to that service. Don't be the one of those people that just come once a month. No, that's like, no. When a church is in revival, there's a hunger. I'm prophesying, John. There will be more services than 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and 12 o'clock. There will be more services. There will be a 2 or 4 or 6. This room is going to be filled over and over and over again. The youth, not enough room for the young people. There'll be lines and lines of people trying to get into this room. When the church is on fire, when you decide as a church, I am hungry for God, you are going to catapult this whole region into something, a tailspin, an excitement for God that will not be quenched. Something amazing is about to break loose. 2024 is gonna be a 50% growth, 50% growth in this church. This room is gonna be filled time and time again. I'm telling you, I can feel it in my bones that something is about to shift. Give God a clap if you believe that today. Are you hungry? Are you hungry for God? In my church, recently, um, a, a man uh, called into, uh, wrote an email to our church saying five years ago, um, when, I, when I was traveling, he was healed of a broken back. And, and, he, and he said, listen, I live a long way away, but I wanna come to service. I've now um, got another condition. I forgot, um, what's the condition again? Parkinson's disease, lift my brain. And he says, but I'm coming. He's traveled, he's traveling 11 hours with his wife. You complain about 15 minutes. Come on. We're complaining whether the weather's on, 
whether the charges are playing, whether there's, you know, there's a problem, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Are you hungry? I, I don't know if you're hungry yet. So he arrives in service. He's shaking. Parkinson's makes you shake. He can hardly stand. Halfway through service, I said, we're gonna pray for you, Peter. Come on up. So we're praying there. God touches and falls over. He's no longer shaking. He goes back to the doctors. The doctors are saying, we're not sure what's happened. All the symptoms have gone, but you know, we've never seen this before. They call it remission. We call it healing. Remission means it could come back. Healing means it's never coming back. He has, he's posted a video. His name's Peter Scarborough. You can watch it online. It's gone viral. And so many people watched it. We, we probably get like 25 requests from around the world for healing uh, now from this video for Parkinson's. People, people are driving from all around Australia to come to our church to, to be healed. And the, the, the reason that this is so exciting is just a few weeks ago, Peter rung us again and said, look, my friend has got Parkinson's disease because they've, they've connected that way. And he says, and we're driving another 11 hours to church. Are you going to be in service? I said, we're going to be in service. We pray for him and he gets healed. <laughs> are, you, are you hungry? Are you hungry for God? Are you, are you thirsty for him? What do, you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want from God? You see, you think, well, I'm just coming to church for me. No, it's not. Every prayer counts. Why do more miracles happen in church? Because more people are here. More, more people praying means more miracles. If we, if, we, if we didn't think like that, we wouldn't pray. We'd just say, well, one person can pray. But no, it's like incense going to God and he hears our prayers. And our fight is not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. And we're breaking strongholds. We're coming against pain, death, destruction, infirmity, sickness. And it's breaking off people's lives. And healing's gonna come into their world. Salvation is gonna come into people's lives. Miracles. I was so excited because my son, Jonathan, who's believing for, well, his dad's believing for a wife. <laughs> Don't tell him. Our secret. I was hungry for God. Just fresh out of hospital, I went to Bible college. My mum couldn't believe I was going because I was still kind of sick, you know what I mean, like recovering. On the first day, they said, open your Bible. And I had like a fresh, brand new Bible. And they began to talk to me about who Jesus was. And I remember going to my room at lunchtime and weeping, so excited that somebody was showing me about God. I couldn't believe it. I would be in worship and I would lift my hands and I would challenge myself, I'm not gonna put them down. I'm just gonna lift them so high because I wanted him to know that I'm looking for him. And so I was just going to, have you ever done that? Mm, okay, just, cuckoo. okay. No, no, 
I was hungry. I made friends with the janitor of the Bible college and I stole the chapel key. And I grabbed my sleeping bag and my pillow and I went into the chapel and I slept in the chapel. Why would you do that? Because I wanted him to know that I was looking for him. I was hungry. In my church, I would go to mass Saturday night because that's what my family would want. And then I would go to my Presbyterian church Sunday morning, Sunday night, youth, worship practice. I wasn't even on the worship team. I would be early. John, honestly, I'd be early putting up the chairs. I just wanted to be around church. I would be at every conference. Every, every conference. I would try to be in the, the closest to the front row as I possibly could because I kind of thought that, I thought the Holy Spirit only probably got to the first three rows and so <laughs> I wanted to be right close. I promise you, Pastor Sherry, every altar call I was on, every altar call I came forward, didn't matter what it was. It could be like you've got a lust problem, boom, you want to have a child <laughs> coming forward, you know, you like, it didn't matter. Just put your hand on me. I want God on me. Something has to shift in my life. I'm hungry for Him, friend. What is going to be the difference from 2023 to 2024? There's only one thing. It's the hunger. There's the hunger inside of you. You just got to set your alarm and tell your legs, I'm coming. I'm coming to the house of miracles. I'm coming to the house of God. And not only that, I'm bringing family, friends, colleagues. This is the house of miracles. A miracle, a miracle, a miracle is going to take place. I wonder if the worship team could come and join me. I need to speak quicker and faster because I want to pray for you. So many people have been healed already in service. We've seen over 100 people make decisions for Christ already this weekend. And I'm believing that, 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 that this service, John said it's his favourite, would be no different. I ask my church all the time, when's the last time you're honest with Him? About your relationship. And I believe there are numerous people here, you say, Andrew, it's true. I know about God, I, I, I come to church. But I'm not in relationship with God like you're talking about. No. In fact, if I'm honest, I'm, I'm not really connected at all. We, we criticise other churches because the priest wears a dress and we go, oh, they're so religious. But well, we can be the same. Because we just turn up to church, but there's no connection. We point the finger, but we're just the same. God wants relationship. What is going to be the difference is when we're honest with Him. Say, God, my 2024 needs to be different. I want it to be different. And so we pray. Sometimes not understanding the enormity of the prayer, but bang, when you pray, He hears. And then we need to act 
make a decision, I'm, I'm here. This is my church. I'm coming. I'm bringing people. I'm going to step up. I'm going to serve. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to do something. 2024 is going to be your best year yet. I say to our church, come on. When's the last time you're honest? You see, you know, here's the truth. Come on, guys, look at me for a minute. Here's the truth. You can hide your relationship between you and God. You can fake it a little bit between you and the pastor. Come dressed up, brush your teeth. Everything looks good. You, you feel like you can hide your relationship with God sometimes even. Even that's kind of cuckoo because He sees everything. But you know the truth is you can't hide your relationship with your wife. No, no, no. Now listen to me. She knows whether you're a man of God or not. And I reckon 2024, and I said it in the last service, I see men opening their Bible on the kitchen table and the breakfast bar, game changer. Leading their family, praying. Something could turn. Pride is a terrible thing. It's a disease men carry. What it is, it's the refusal to bow your knee. To humble yourself. But when you bow your knee to Him, who's worthy, by the way. He's worthy. He died on His cross. The Bible says, fall on the rock, lest the rock falls on you. Humble yourself so God doesn't have to humble you. Let 2024 be a year of breakthrough for families. Sir, when's the last time you were honest with God? And say, God, I need you. I'm hungry. I'm coming. I'm coming like a freight train. My 2024 is going to be dramatically different. Something is turning. There are ladies here. And you're away from God. And you need Him. Come. Come. I love Janine. I fell in love with Janine because she prays. She's just a prayer warrior. I've got saved in my living room plenty of times as Janine's told me the truth. I said, come on, we're praying. Oh, shoot. All right. Come on, girls. Get on fire. Get on fire for God. Help your family, help your kids. A mum's touch, a mum's prayer, it's got power. It's got power. Don't let the devil win. So maybe you're here and you're saying, Andrew, it's true. If I'm honest, I'm not in relationship with God. Not like you're talking about, but something needs to change. I'd like to pray for you. In just a moment, I'm going to pray for you at the end of the prayer. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord or for maybe for the first time, ask Jesus into your life, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand. I'll see it. And then all together and out loud, 
We're going to pray that prayer that I prayed when I was 15 years old, asking Jesus to come into my life, saying sorry for the mistakes I've made. And that prayer has power. And I've seen tens of thousands of lives changed, hundreds of thousands of lives changed because of a prayer. And I believe that this is going to be your best year. And I'm not just saying this because that's a, a sexy thing to say. No, no. 2024, <sighs> everything can change. Everything can turn around, but you have to lift your eyes to God. If I could do it, I would do it for you. But there has to be something inside of you that says, you know what, I'm gonna be honest with God. Game changer. Everything changes now. Come on, let's take a minute just to close your eyes and ask that question to God. Am I in relationship with God? It's a fair question, isn't it? It's an honest question. And God will talk to you. Sure, there may not be a burning bush and an audible voice from the, the roof coming down, but certainly there would be a knowing, a prompting. For many of us, even as I began to talk about it, you knew deep in your heart there was something missing. So the question isn't whether you know or not. <laughs> the question is whether you'll be honest or not. The Bible says He stands at the door and knocks. Knocks at your heart. You have to open the door. So right here, right now, as we think about this, you say, am I in relationship with God? I'm gonna pray for you at the end of the prayer. If you wanna rededicate your life to the Lord or give your life to Jesus, I just gonna ask you to lift up your hand or see that hand where you are. I ask you to put it down. And then all together and out loud, we're gonna pray that prayer, asking Christ to come into your life. And so God, we just thank you for those people who are here for the first time, second time, maybe visiting from another church. Maybe you're saying, Andrew, it's true. I know about God, but if I'm honest, I'm not in relationship with Him. Not like you're talking about, but something has to turn for me. Something has to shift for me. Maybe you're here, you're saying, Andrew, I've never given my life to Christ, but I need to pray that prayer, asking Jesus to come into my life. Or maybe you're here, you say, Andrew, if I was to face death like you had to, if I was to walk out of this room, get hit by a car, stand before God, I don't know if I'd be in heaven or hell. There'd be a fear, uncertainty around that moment, but would you pray with me? So I can have a relationship with God, walk in that relationship, have an assurance of my salvation. Come on, friend. If you're in one of those categories, you say, I want God in my life. I want you to lift up your hand right now so I can see who I'm praying for. Thank you, many hands. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Many, many, many hands. Thank you, thank you. Who else you say, Andrew, that's me? Come on, sir. Come on, sir. I'm talking to husbands as well. I'm talking to the men. Come on, be the man of God. Lead your family. Don't let your wife have to nudge you. Lift your hand, give your life. Fall, fall, thank you, thank you, sir. More hands are being lifted up. Thank you, thank you. Who else you saying, Andrew, that's me. Something has to turn. Something has to shift for me. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. 
Other people lifting their hand. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Who else? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. Something has to turn. Something has to shift. God, we thank you for this moment. And what I like to do in, in my church is in every service, when we, 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 when we lift our hands, I just say, listen, there, there are people still debating. I know he's debating, debating, debating. How do you think the devil's going to speak to you? Of course, he's, he's going to whisper to you, say, don't do, don't do it, don't do it. Don't listen to the devil. Today's about you, your life, your miracle, your 2024, your eternity. And what I'm going to do in the moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hands, not now, but in a moment, one more time. And maybe you didn't lift your hand, but I'm going to ask you to do it and join maybe like 40 or 50 other people who lifted their hands right now. Join them and say, yeah, that's me. Give God this moment. You've come this far, sir. Ma'am, you've come this far. Give God a window. Right, one more time. So I can see, lift your hands. I'm gonna count. I'm gonna count every single person. So lift it high so I can see if you wouldn't mind. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine. 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, at least 67. Come on, give God some praise in this place. I'm telling you, the cause is on fire. On fire. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, I want to thank you for lifting your hands. Let's pray together. Put your hand on your heart. Maybe you didn't lift your hand, but pray this prayer with earnest. He sees everything. And God, we thank you, Lord. Pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, tonight, this afternoon, I'm asking you into my life as my Lord and Saviour. I give you my life, I give you total control. Help me live for you every day in your presence. Forgive me for any mistakes, for any sin, because I know you died on the cross to take away the sin of the world, take away my sin. Today, I am a new creation. I'm a child of God, in Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, give God a big clap and thank Him. Proud of you guys. I'm proud of you. Listen, <laughs> let, a, let a pastor talk to you just for a minute. Many people put their hands up in our service and I say to our church, let somebody pray for you. Let, let me put weight on this decision. Let me give you a Bible. Let me, let me help you in your next step in your relationship with God. There, there's a war going on out there. You can't do it by yourself. You need somebody to stand with you. The Cause Community Church, honestly, is my favourite church in America. I, I love this church. I love John and Jenny. They're the real deal. They want to help you. There's no agenda except how can I help you? So that's pretty awesome. 
Thanks for listening to this message from The Cause Church. For more information about The Cause or for further resources, visit our website, thecause.cc or call 714-255-0930.